to get you set up for all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. On away we go. Happy weekend, everybody. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, Mutt and Fritz, Mike Matnansky, WEEI in Boston, Jack Fritz, the busiest man in radio, WIP in Philadelphia. Happy weekend, Fritz. What's up, buddy? Mutt, good to see you. Um, I, listen, we always like to, to dive right in and get to some hardcore gambling talk. Yeah. Do I cash out my Cam Smith uh, British Open bet now? Uh, I, 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 bought, I bet 10 bucks to win 220 I could cash yep. out 72 right now and go home a, a happy man. Do I cash out or do I let it ride? You let it ride because you and I both separately, we landed on this via text message. We both bet Cam Smith at 20 or 22 to one, whatever the numbers were. He has a lead right now. He just eagled. It's we're taping this on Friday. So the score could be different, but he's 13 under par. He's plus 120 to win the tournament right now. We got him at 20 to one. We are not hedging. We are not cashing out. We are riding with Cam Smith in those glorious locks. He's going to win the British Open. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I would like to believe that, but then I remember I'm gambling on it, and um, <laughs> the I already got burned this week too because the Cardinals, who couldn't hold a six-run lead in the seventh <laughs> inning, um, I, I didn't cash out then. So now, I've, now I'm just like I'm all over the place. I don't know what to do. Like, do I do I cash no. out? Do I let no. ride? No, the, the answer is no. We're not we're not cashing this bet out. We're gonna sweat this bet out all weekend. We're gonna text back and forth. Seventy dollars in the long run. Who cares? 220 and picking oh. the winner and not cashing out? That's gambling, Fritz. No. Well, I'm strictly a delay the deposit guy. And <laughs> I, that's what that's what that $72 would get me. So I look forward to tomorrow. Uh, well, I guess today that people regardless, I look forward to when people listen to this. We both <laughs> sound like clowns when Cam Smith shoots like a 78 in round three. Oh, it's a, it's a great leaderboard right now. Again, we're talking Friday afternoon. Cam Smith is there. Cam Young, the rookie who wears the MLB, MLB sponsored by Major League Baseball. Because of that, he has free access to any ballpark he wants to go to across the country. Scotty well, Shepard is there. Or he's going to make a run. What's that? Where can I get that shirt? You know, what what, what makes him special? I host BetQL Weekends, pal. You, you do. A show, a show that airs somewhere, someplace, we think, on Saturdays at noon. When I can't confirm that, but we think it airs somewhere uh, Saturdays at noon. You mentioned the other part. We'll get some NBA stuff in a second. I want to tie one other piece of this British Open to this conversation of you and I sweating out our terrific Cam Smith pick uh, to win this thing this weekend at St. Andrews. And that's a scene with Tiger Woods. He did not make the cut. He was the most heavily bet guy to make the cut, minus 150. He doesn't make it. He skipped the U.S. Open to play in this thing for its – he was healthy as ever, played a practice round with Roar. Everyone, everything was supposed to be, this is one more run in a major for Tiger. He couldn't make the cut. And on an 18, he started tearing up before his last shots. He toned his uh, cap uh, to the crowd. Uh, some speculation he's going to retire on the spot. That did not happen. Did you get emotion? Were you filled with emotion when Tiger Woods cried on 18 after not making the cut this weekend at the British Open? No. I, and listen, I love Tiger. Tiger is my guy, but he's not going anywhere. I think I think right now he is just very annoyed that he's not playing better. Like, that's my read on it. He's, he's tearing yeah. up. Like, I think maybe in the moment he's like, oh, I'm done, whatever. Tiger's not going anywhere. You know, I fully expect that this time next year we'll be talking about a different golfer. 
Um, I, I don't I don't buy this whole notion that his, his career is totally over. I mean, he's coming off a, a, a major leg injury. So, you know, I think in the moment, he, he says all the time, like, I'm not going to play in tournaments if I don't think I can legitimately win it. And yep. I think he's just frustrated that he isn't even, like, close so far, um, given how hard he's, he's worked to come back from this. So, um, but it is interesting, like, some of the best in my lifetime of watching sports, like some of the best competitors that I've seen, like Tiger and Kobe, it's so interesting their late career where they turn into the mentor guys. Because for the first yeah. like 15 years of their career, they're strictly looking to kill everyone on the court or on the golf course. So um, that's kind of the mode where Tiger's at. But I'm not throwing in the towel on, uh, on Tiger's career being over. I'm not either. I think he, the reason why he didn't stop, like the, the whole idea, I guess the ceremony is if you're playing in your last British Open at St. Andrews, you stop at the bridge. He didn't stop. He walked over it and donned the hat. So they're going to play five years from now at St. Andrews again. And I suspect for it, you're right. He's going to try to play in that tournament. He's had great success there. He's won there. He tweeted about the emotion of playing there. I'm with you. I don't see Tiger as a mentor. Like he's, he still wants to kill these guys out there on the golf course. Uh, it is hard not to root for him. Uh, we'll not be rooting for him this weekend. We are strictly a Cam Smith show slash podcast slash, slash twitch.tv at BetQL. It's all Cam Smith all the time. Meanwhile, uh, guys getting late in his career as well, Kevin Durant will not get off on the front page of our sports conversations. Uh, I don't think he's going to Phoenix. Uh, he was the favorite. They were the favorite to land him. Uh, we think, we think, talking Friday afternoon, that's going to be tough to do because DeAndre Ayton is back. He's got, had his deal matched. The Pacers gave him a huge offer sheet. Suns matched it in less than 24 hours. Everything I've done reading-wise today, Fritz, maybe you've seen differently. It's going to be very tough now to acquire him because they can't trade Aiton until January 15th or maybe until next year, depending on the way his contract floors out. I don't think there's a package that we made for Durant. I think Phoenix is now out, and now we are back to where is Kevin Durant going to play in 2022-2023? Yeah, and um, the Suns, it just doesn't make sense now. Like, they'd, they'd be taking on a massive contract. No. We, we get that. It doesn't – I know they're still the betting favorites, but I don't, you know, I don't really see that as a realistic option. Um, I agree. I think he's going back to the Nets. And, I, and frankly, I think that's the, the best scenario for everyone involved. Like, I, I genuinely don't know what's so hard. Like, I, I think the Nets walked into the Kevin Durant trade talks. If you remember when it first came out, it was like Sean Marks and – and, and Katie's team, they're working together to find a trade destination. And I think the Nets thought that they were going to get a, a, a boatload for, for Kevin Durant. And it's just not happening. Like, that, that trade's not out there. They're asking for Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and four first-round picks. Like, no team's going to do that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure you went into it with these high expectations, but it's not going to happen. And if I'm the Nets, you know – Either you got to make a decision of do you want to go back to the 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 uh, purgatory in the NBA, basically have no relevance at all, or do you want to just pay Kyrie and extend him for the next couple of years, give him whatever, and make Kevin Durant happy so that your 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 team doesn't go into the dumpster? Like, what's the what are the Nets gaining here by by playing hardball with Kyrie? I know he's a pain. I get it. But, like, do you, do you really want to lose your whole franchise over this? Do you really want to be scratching and clawing to be the 10th seed with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and, like, Joe? Is that, like, fun to you? Or is paying Kyrie for the next couple of years, bringing KD back, and, and giving a, a legitimate chance to go win a title? I think the Nets are being ridiculous here. 
But I think this all ends up with they're both back. Maybe they extend Kyrie. Maybe they don't. I would extend them and, and, and make a real run at this thing and see what you have. Yeah, because they've been in that purgatory. Like, they had to make that trade with the Celtics where they acquired Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and that completely fell flat. And to go back to that again by trading these two guys and resetting, I'm with you. I'm not sure what the long-term plan would be. And your suggestion of Durant back to the Nets, that to me should be the betting favorite. So they're still listing today the Suns as plus 105. Uh, But the Nets are plus 140. Raptors 550. Miami Heat 9-1. to Celtics 14-1. to Golden State Warriors 14-1. to As far as the Celtics side of it goes, we debated the last couple weeks here in Boston, would you trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant? I would. And, and, you know, Zach Lowe talked about this today on ESPN. Uh, I know Jalen Brown is younger. He's talented. But the idea of pairing Tatum with Durant for a two- or three-year window, like they're a legit contender of the Eastern Conference. They're trying to win championships there. And Jalen Brown's got two years left on his deal, and he just signed with Donda Sports with uh, A.B. and Kanye. I don't know if that means he wants to be here long-term or he wants to be somewhere else and be his own, Jason Tatum somewhere. But for me, I would make that deal. But I think nine to one, 14 to 1, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I know you've got some feelings on if he goes back to Golden State, which to me is listed at 14 to 1. It should be 1,000 to 1. He's not going back to Golden State. You can't do that. Well, here's my thing. Um, first, real quick on the Jalen Brown one. You do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, it's sure. uh, me too. I, Jalen Brown, me too. I, and he's, I, we're dealing with the same thing down in Philly where it's like <laughs> people don't want to trade Tyrese Maxey for him. That's Tyrese Maxey. Like, it's a little different than, than Jalen Brown. Um, and while we're at it, I mean, just just bring Kyrie back. And and then you, you get them both there. And and Boston is just, no, just so no, happy. No, we're not with, doing that. With we're not result. doing that. No, no, no. Um, he, had the, he had the sage. He did the sage around the guard. He doesn't want to come back here. We're, we're good with Kyrie. We're all set. Um, but in all seriousness, like, you look at some of these teams and um, – like, the Raptors, they, they don't want to give up Scotty Barnes for him. Like, come on. Are we serious? I mean, he's a, he's a nice role player, but come on. Like, do the, do, you want to go, go get Kevin Durant. But the Warriors, you know, according to Rick Buecher this week, like, Steph Curry's been reaching out to, to Kevin Durant to, to see if he wants to come back. And it would be the worst thing for the league to have Kevin Durant go back to the Warriors. Those years of basketball were so uninteresting to me when I knew that they would make the finals and there was no one that could compete with them. Like, the closest team yeah. to beating them was, was James Harden and, and Chris Paul and Torn Hamstring. They got to the seventh, yeah. seventh game. Um, but, like, it's just – that wasn't fun for me, and that's not good for the league. And if I'm Adam Silver, he's done this before with, with the, the Chris Paul trade. If this comes down, I would, I would shut it down. I, I Frankly, I wouldn't let Kevin Durant go back to the Warriors for the sake of the betterment of my sport. Because that was not a good period for the league. The, the ratings would, would suggest that. Um, and it, it's never good for a sport to go into a season knowing who is going to win the championship that year. That's why I think college football, same kind of thing. Like, it's the, the regular season is yeah. boring because it's like, well, what's the point? And people watch the finals, but when it's just Alabama, Georgia again, it's like, well, what are we really doing here? So, um, honestly, I'm a little disappointed in Steph. You know, I think, obviously, Steph's a great leader. We, we know that. Um, but like you just you won the breakup. Like you just won yeah. the breakup. <laughs> you don't have to go bring them back. You know, you you proved to everyone the Warriors aren't dead yet. You, Draymond, Clay, uh, and Andrew Wiggins were good enough to win a championship. You don't need to go bring KD back. It's I'm a little disappointed in Steph. Um, and I, I, I frankly, if I was Adam Silver, I wouldn't let it happen. I really wouldn't. 
Yeah, he's got something to figure out here. I know Malcolm Brogdon, the newest Celtic, former Buck and Pacer, he was on with Woj this week and said the biggest thing facing the NBA is these guys deciding to opt out and go somewhere else. Now, I think it's good for their business because they're constantly, as you know, doing afternoon drive in, in Philly. Like, the NBA offseason is wild. There's a story every single day. So, from that standpoint, it's good. But I'm with Brogdon. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're in a fan base that constantly wakes up and sees James Harden in Houston, don't want to be there anymore. Like, it could happen here in Boston. If, if Tatum or, or, or Jalen Brown goes, yeah, I want to go somewhere else, then your franchise is screwed. So, I don't know what you do other than even allow teams to pay their stars more money. But it is bad from a player movement standpoint. Like, you're a Utah Jazz fan. Ainge comes in. Gobert's out. You made all these weird moves. Donovan Mitchell now is on the table. The Knicks, talking about teams who desperately need to be relevant. Like, they're thinking about dealing eight eight first-round picks for Mitchell. It's bad for the league. And it also shows you, though, to your point, when you don't have a star like that, you're in purgatory, you're irrelevant, and you think about giving up eight first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell because – there's nothing else you can do to, to be relevant in the NBA. Yeah, and and that's where it, I, you know, it, I guess I guess if you're the teams, it's like, well, hopefully Donovan Mitchell makes it so much better that we don't have to worry about first round picks. It's just, but you agree he's not weird. worth eight first round picks. He's no, not worth eight no. first it, round. It should picks. be. Yeah, apparently, they don't want, they don't want to pay Jay, uh, uh, R.J. Barrett if they want to trade for him. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be, like, four first, R.J. Barrett, um, and, like, an Obi Toppin or whatever. I still think he eventually gets to the Knicks. You know, I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot of momentum there. But it seems like there could be that that a big, uh, maybe four or five-team trade where somehow he ends up in Brooklyn, KD goes somewhere, and this whole thing kind of figures itself out. I, I don't know the last of a five-team trade happened, but I also don't remember the time when – this many star players are also available at the same time. We're talking about Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, and and Kevin Durant possibly all available at the same time. So um, it's almost unprecedented. The Sixers, I know that they they are very aggressive trying to like. But James Harden hasn't signed his contract yet. Like, why isn't James Harden <laughs> signed his contract yet? We we got the details of it last week. You know what I mean? Like, we know what the the contract's going to be. There's something weird about why he hasn't signed it yet. The Spurs and and. Pacers now have max cap space. Maybe they try to dump Toby there and create a max slot for for a Mitchell or go crazy and get a KD. I don't know. But there's just there's a lot of little things. And, and the NBA and the NFL, no one's done it better at, at making their offseason interesting than, than those two sports. And honestly, you and I, both baseball fans, they should find a way to take a page oh. out of these teams' books because it's, it's, it gets the people talking when your sport's not playing. Yeah, the baseball offseason is embarrassing. Now, it used to be great, the hot stove. Like, we we would do, show, like, literally shows on the hot stove here in Boston because the Red Sox stuff was so big, and now it's not even relevant. We'll see what happens. You and I agree. KD to Phoenix, probably not going to happen now. Uh, and you said it a couple weeks ago. I feel like now you're closer to being right. Uh, the plus 140, him going back to the Nets. Uh, but it is Durant. He can wake up. He can dictate it. These stars can't, which makes the NBA offseason uh, a lot of fun. NFL offseason rolls on. AFC South is in the crosshairs. We got dissecting the divisions coming up. We'll talk about the Colts, Titans, and more. It's BetQL weekend. BetQL Network, Mutt and Fritz keep it here. Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Mananski and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Uh, it's a bittersweet edition of BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, Mutt and Fritz, Mutt W-E-E-I on Twitter, Jack Fritz W-I-P 
on Twitter as well. Uh, not only because Tiger uh, had to say goodbye to St. Andrews, he did not make the cut going to the British Open weekend, but Fritz, we say goodbye to dissecting the divisions, our eighth and final segment, breaking down the offseason in the NFL. I mean, no one else in the country does this on sports radio. We're the only show that does it. So for us to say goodbye to it, very kind of an emotional show today, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, you know, you don't see the NFL talked about much in their offseason. Yeah. So I, I was glad that we were at the forefront of, of talking about the National Football League. And um, I really do look forward to next week when we do Devouring the Divisions. Um, and, and bringing it all back just to see how it goes. Um, but yes, it's been, it's been a special, special run. Um, it's, it was a good run with dissecting the divisions and, uh, I look forward to doing it again next year. Uh, yep. We devour them. We demolish them. We do something that has the, the word D alliteration is key here Whatever on the BetQL weekend program. Yeah. Um, they, I don't think anything special about this division we're talking about today, if we're being honest, it's the AFC What a way to South. go out with a bang. Let's, go know, right? Let's talk about the AFC South. We save, save the most mediocre for last year on dissecting the divisions. Uh, the Colts are the clear favorite. They're uh, minus uh, a million to win the, the whole uh, to win the division this year. Uh, nine and a half over under, minus one eighty to be in the postseason. Twelve to one to win the AFC. Twenty two to one to win the Super Bowl. And our producer Zach, who I, I really like, like I really do like him. He put on our show sheet today. Upgrade or not, Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, it's an upgrade. Carson Wentz sucks out loud. He's terrible. De- you, you, I know you're going to defend him because he's a Philly guy, Fritz, but he's terrible. I watched him try to throw multiple picks against the Patriots last year and give that game away. Matt Ryan is a major upgrade on the offense. Steph Gilmore in the secondary and the defense. Clear-cut favorite. I'm not betting against them. They win this division going away to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, it's just so sad to see such a great man, Mike Manansky, um, buying into the false narrative around Carson Wentz. Um, it really oh. is a shame. Um, I, I just, I just, when I just want to know, like, at what point was twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, and top ten in QBR bad? Like, it was that? Oh. What was, oh. when was the last time? Wow. When was the last Very time ahead of the stats. Stat boy, now that we're doing. I've been stuck in a lot of arguments about Carson with a lot of people down here. Um, no one likes him. I feel like it's just me and Ike uh, on an island fighting back-to-back for, for the old Bronco Carson Wentz. Um, it's just, like, does, has anyone watched Matt Ryan play quarterback since the Super Bowl? Like, since they went to the Super Bowl in, in 2016, 2017, like, Matt Ryan has been garbage. I mean, like, I, I, listen, I, I think a change of scenery w- was needed for him. It's just he's been such on the the down. Like, what what if he's just Joe Flacco? I mean, Joe Flacco also was done at some point and like wasn't good anymore. Like this whole idea, the the blind faith that Matt Ryan's going to be good again. I mean, the guy had prime Julio. Uh, he had Calvin Ridley for two years. He had Kyle Pitts last year. And he's just been okay. Like I don't know. I think I I think they're going to be better because I think that Matt Ryan can at least do what Phillip Rivers did for that team before Carson got there. Cause I thought Phillip Rivers was done too, but that team won 11 games. So yep. um, I, I think that the Colts run away with it. I think they're far away the best team in the division. Um, I think Matt Ryan will be an upgrade. I don't think it's totally cooked, but I just think this whole, I, I just feel like no one's watched him since, since they blew a 28 and three lead the Super Bowl. I just, I, because he hasn't done anything. Like he's been. You don't have. Been, well, you know, that's the thing. Wentz is your boy. Your boy Wentz is so bad. You don't have to watch him. Like it's just an automatic upgrade. So 
I just want to point out, in the last two weeks, you defended Matt Rule and Carson Wentz. What a homer. I mean, what else from Philadelphia you want to defend? The Liberty Bell? You want to defend Rocky next segment? What well, is it? Anything Philly is good? Is there anything bad in Philadelphia or comes from Philadelphia? Anything in your mind bad from Philly? Go. Oh, well, you don't know me at all. Um, I don't like Nick Foles. Um, okay, I don't. Well, there you go. The, the, Philly special is the, most over, the Philly special is the most overrated play in sports history. Um, the uh, Rocky Rocky was the worst thing that's ever happened to this city. Um, you know, I, I got people actually people actually think I don't like Philly that much down here. Um, so I don't think that's a fair criticism. But I will defend Eagle, uh, Eagles fan. You don't like Eagles fans, as our producer Brian pointed out. Not a big Eagles fan fan. Yeah, well, listen, there's been a lot of bad takes. It's just I can't I can't take I can't take the Jalen Hurts like like love I can't like I think he's fine you know we don't like we don't like we don't need to go overboard with Jalen Hurts but there's, there's there's been far too much MVP talk down here there's been far too much better than Dak talk um, like there's been we did a, like uh, like we did we did is he better than Trevor Lawrence everyone took Jalen Hurts we did is he better than Dak everyone took Jalen um, you know it's just. It's it, the the hype train is out of control down here, and it's something that I can't uh, you know be here for. But Carson, I will defend. They don't win the Super Bowl without him, so um, it's definitely an upgrade. They'll go over nine and a half. I think that's a lock. Um, I think it's almost like a breath of fresh air. The owner seems happy again. He hated Carson, um, you know, and this seems like a kind of quarterback that Frank Reich would do well with. He did it with Foles um, here in Philly. He uh, did it with Rivers there, um, and now he gets a, a similar quarterback in Matt Ryan. Yeah, minus 180 to be a playoff team. Like, I, it's again, you got to decide how much money you want to park in some of these future bets because you don't get the money for six months. But I mean, that seems like a pretty safe investment to me as a playoff team and over the nine and a half because they, they get a soft draw in the division because the Titans are the second best team. They're plus 160 to win the division this year. Their win total is the same. Nine and a half, uh, minus one ten to be a playoff team. Fifteen to one to win the AFC. They are thirty to one to win the Super Bowl. And that draft day trade again, not to make it all about your town, but you know, going from Jalen, going from AJ Brown to 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 Burks, uh, you know, trying to rebuild, maybe rebuild the offense down the road with Malik Willis, the, the Liberty quarterback they took in the third round. Like I, I, I don't see a lot of love for Tennessee. I have a hard time thinking like Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill are going to roll it back with that group, give the ball to the big dog 10,000 times, and go win 10 games. If I'm going to tell you the Colts are going to run away with it, I, I'd be on the under on the Titans' nine and a half wins. I couldn't love the – I think it's my favorite bet of the entire NFL season when we're looking at the like, futures. The, the, the under of the Titans is, is – couldn't be more of a lock. Um, they, they traded their only talent at the receiver position, like – I know they drafted the kid um, out of Arkansas, but it, it like you're replacing you're replacing an, an 800 plus yard receiver uh, with the guy who you think can be as good as AJ Brown, but I would again rather have the known than the unknown. So you lose him. You have Derek Henry. Henry missed a lot of time last year. Who knows if he can stay healthy again? You know, I mean, I I love watching him. I'm just saying that as these running backs yeah. get older and take more hits, like it's just the reality of the position. And then I just, you know, Tannehill's reaction to Malik Willis being drafted was kind of odd. The whole, like, I'm not going to be a yep. mentor thing. So it seems like the vibes could be off a little bit down there. We talk about vibes a lot on this show. No, nothing says BetQL weekends quite like good vibes. Um, <laughs> and, and, 
And I just think that something's off with that team. I, I, I don't like them at all. I think nine and a half is too big. I didn't like them as a one seed last year. I don't like them having to put more pressure on Ryan Tannehill's uh, shoulders with less weapons. Like, like his offensive weapons are, are, are a joke right now. So, um, you know, their defense, I feel like, is always propped up because Rabel's really good. Well, I don't know how – if they're, like, super, super talented. So, I, I love the Titans under. Um, you know, you would think that the Jaguars may be better next year. So, they, that's not two free easy wins. And, uh, yeah, a little frisky Texans. A little frisky. Well, uh, well I, I agree. The bottom of the division is interesting. We agree on the Titans. Uh, you mentioned – I think it's uh, Kid Burks from Arkansas – who's going to replace uh, A.J. Right. Brown. They also traded for Robert Woods. Before he got hurt, Robert Woods is really good. You know, we'll see how he, he comes was. back. So like, I guess there's some talent there, but the A.J. Brown trade, I'm not sure what kind of message you're sending your team other than we're kind of going into a rebuild. So I'm with you, nine and a half seems oh, and, a little bit, and, a little high. Well, Vrabel's reaction to the A.J. Brown trade also, I thought, said a lot. I mean, he was yeah, just like, point. he was like despondent. Like he was despondent. He's like, I, I never wanted to trade this guy in a million years. So, you know, that's not going to... You know, what happens in April is not always going to carry over to what happens in, in the football season, but he seemed really, really down um, with that with that trade. All right, the Jaguars, you mentioned them. Your friend Doug Peterson now taking over in Jacksonville for Urban Meyer, plus 750 uh, to win the division. Their total on wins is 6.5, uh, 4.5 to 1 to be a playoff team, 44 to 1 to win the AFC, 120 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They they had a very active offseason, you know, maybe highlighted or lowlighted, I guess, by paying all that money to Christian Kirk and completely changing the, the wide receiver market and making all these guys want to get paid from Tyreek Hill to Devontae Adams. So thank you, Christian Kirk. You flipped the NFL on its head. I still want to believe in uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think he was maligned because of the coaching staff there. I think he ends up being the best quarterback out of this group. What kind of run do you give the the Jaguars with your guy, another Philadelphia angle here, Doug Peterson, uh, taking over there in Jacksonville? Well, as I, first, I think we all know now, Zach Wilson's obviously going to be the best quarterback of that class. I mean, no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, a big week for Zachy. A big week. Um, so, I uh, here's the thing about Doug Peterson. Like, people are only looking at the Super Bowl. And let me just tell you, like Frank Wright was the main reason they won that Super Bowl. Like uh, he he helped design the offense. They went back and looked at the RPO to get the best out of Nick Foles and and whatever. Like Doug's a great guy. He's a, too much of a player's coach in some aspects. He I, I don't know what happened that year, Mutt, but everything the Eagles touched turned to gold, and then everything post that was just an utter disaster. Um, so Doug get a fresh start. There's not as much pressure. Um, if you get back to being the aggressive um, players first coach that we saw in 2016, 2017, I think he has a shot. Um, but it's just his, his coaching decisions were so uninspiring. His offense was uninspiring. There is no creativity, no intrigue, no, you know, uh, you know, creating different looks for the defense. It was very vanilla. Didn't help. Like, not to bring it back to Carson. Um, but Carson got, Carson got, well, listen, he got worse every single year after the Super Bowl, and Doug didn't coach him, all right? Like, Doug, so I'm supposed to trust that he's going to turn Trevor Lawrence into the next Peyton Manning when I watched Carson Wentz go from MVP of the league to one of the worst quarterbacks in the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, a, yep. it's a big, big leap for me to, to think that the, the Jags got some great Super Bowl winning head coach. Like, he's, 
he's not really a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's not. It's like the Brian Billick, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm rooting for him because I love him. I'm just saying as a fan, eh. Um, I will say any team that pays $70 million to Christian Kirk just deserves to, to go under their win total, right? Like, strictly, <laughs> strictly based off principle, we're going under six and a half for the Jags. Um, but they do have friskiness. They do have talent. Um, Brandon Sheriff's a, a big offensive line upgrade. But, man, yep. um, I think people are jumping to a big, big conclusion um, with the Doug Peterson hire. Yeah, the Lawrence stuff will be interesting. The whole world's watching to see how he develops in year two under a real head coach. Uh, the final team, you mentioned I, that if you're going to go under on the, the Jags, I think the over four and a half wins on the Texans is not crazy. They're 25 to one to win in the division, four and a half the total, uh, 14 to one to be a playoff team this year, 100 to one to win the AFC, 301 to win the Super Bowl. Mike Florio was on a station in Houston this week and said the Texans could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Davis Mills was a nice find for them. Run this thing out. You brought in Lovey Smith. Defend, protect Davis Mills. This feels like a five, six win team. I like the Colts over in this division. I like the Texans over in the division. What do you think about them at the bottom of this uh, very boring, mediocre AFC South? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, uh, Houston, if you're thinking about trading for Jimmy G, just take the it. tank for a year. Just, just, yes. like, if, it, it's only a lot of quarterbacks available better. next year. Very good draft next year for quarterbacks. Just go for it in the draft. Um, I will say, like, I like what they did, you know. Um, John Michi, I think, could have been one of the best receivers in the class had he not torn his ACL. That gives Davis Mills now Cooks and him to work with. Um, I'm excited, honestly, to see what Derek Stingley Jr. looks like. I mean, his, his freshman year at LSU yeah. is, is still talked about as stuff of legend. So, they, got, they have him. Um, you know, I, honestly, I keep forgetting that Lovey is their head coach. It's like, I just, it's so out of my mind that, that he's back in the NFL as the head coach. Um, but yep. I'm rooting for him. You know, I always like Lovey out uh, in Chicago. So um, I think they're frisky. Like every time I watched them last year, I thought they played hard. Now I know that was for a different coach um, and, and David Cully, but I think Lovey should be able to get uh, a similar um, kind of talent level out of them. So um, yeah, frisky and, and, factor, and, I would say, with the Texans. Yeah, and to their credit, like I think they nailed the Deshaun Watson trade. They maximized value, got some unbelievable picks back. I think they have the next two first-round picks for the Browns again. The Browns are going to miss Deshaun Watson for some period of time. So I think the Texans are a team on the rise. And, yeah, a division with both Doug Peterson and Lovey Smith. It is not 2001. It is 2022. And you got Doug Peterson and Lovey Smith coaching in the NFL, yep. which says all you need to know about some of the coaching hires uh, around the league. Uh, meanwhile, coming up in our third and final segment on this uh, Saturday, BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, we have a Fritz list. I have no idea what it is. We're going to let us surprise with Jack Fritz. Uh, we got some baseball home run derby to get to and – the beginning of the best horse racing meet in the world is underway. I got a pick for you at Saratoga. We got those coming up here. Final segment, Mutton Fritz, BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Mananski and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Hope you're having a great weekend. We appreciate you checking us out here. Mutt and Fritz, BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Final stretch here on the uh, final weekend. The first half of the unofficial, as first half of the baseball season. We got the All-Star break looming. We got home run derby. We got All-Star game. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Fritz list. I got a winning horse for people on Saturday afternoon. 
at Saratoga. So we're pumped up here, Fritz. Uh, before we get to the Fritz list, which people are waiting by their radios, you can also download yep. this podcast form wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just search BetQL Weekend. Listen to it anytime you want over the weekend. Uh, I will be betting on the Home Run Derby. I like the Home Run Derby. Not ashamed of liking the Home Run Derby. Uh, it's a little goofy. It can be repetitive, but it's a bettable event. There's nothing else going on for a couple days. I'm betting the Home Run Derby. I have the odds in front of me. You're a baseball fanatic. You want to be sponsored like Cam Young is uh, by Major League Baseball. I'm going to defer to you. Will you watch? Will you bet? And who do you want to bet on, given their odds here, in the Home Run Derby? Nice eclectic group this year. Yeah, it's actually a loaded group. You know, that's the nice thing about the Home Run Derby um, in comparison to the dunk contest where it's like you don't know any of the players. Um is that stars do participate in the home runs derby, yeah. and I think that's I think that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to having 220 uh, plus dollars in my account off of Cam Smith. Um, yep. So or or you can always cash out. So uh, don't cash way. out. Team no cash out. No no no. We're not not cashing out. No nope no. Nope. I don't know. Is uh, this thing keeps creeping up, and I've been burned by it too much in the past. Um, so when I have all that money in my account, um, I will be laying down some money on um, on the home run derby. I don't know, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Virginia next week, and I will be hopefully we're gonna, we're gonna be like in the woods, you know, we're kind of camping. So um, nice. I don't I'm not gonna watch, um, and I don't know if I have cell service, and I don't know if gambling <laughs> is legal in in virginia um so i might have to place this before i drive down to virginia and if i was to bet on anyone i'm betting on one person and i'm looking for good odds because i have no interest in betting favorites um because that's just boring give me julio rodriguez plus 900 julio rodriguez if you've been paying attention the last like month and a half two months has been far and away the best rookie in the al and like when he hits the ball, it, it it just it just jumps off the bat. Like he's not built like some of these guys. He's not built like Alonzo, not built like Schwarber or whatever. Like he's kind of a, a little bit of lean built, but the ball just explodes off his bat. He hit a ball in San Diego that I I haven't seen it reach the third level of the 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 building out there in left field. So give me Julio Rodriguez. Um, the other proposal I have, Mutt, and, and let me know if you're on board with this. Is yep. let Albert Pujols hit with the metal bat, you know, just just to, <laughs> just 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 to give the guy a chance, <laughs> maybe a stealth comp um, in in his last uh, his last home run derby. You know, I like Albert Pujols. If I was uh, one of the best right-handed hitters of, of my life, obviously, I'm fine with putting him in the in the All Star game. But I mean, thank you. Thank you. What are we putting him in the home run derby for? He's got no so we can, You know why? You know why, Fritz? You know why? So we can bet on him. Keep that graphic up there, boys. We are betting on Albert Pools. This thing, the fix is in. It's in L.A. They're going to – they're not going to medal bat for him. They're going to – his baseballs are going to be different. They want Pools to win this because they're getting a little bit of crap around baseball. This is how it works. You're a younger baseball fan, so baseball should be doing whatever you want them to do. But you, you – it's these um, – these these fans that are against any sort of change, I, I what it's I don't want Pools, I don't want Miguel Cabrera. They want this thing to work. They want Pools and Miggy to be relevant. Pools in the home run derby. He's almost twenty to one at eighteen to one. That's the bet. You can root for the old guy, root for the juice balls back in L.A. I would love a Pools uh, Rodriguez final. 
the kid, what, how, what is he, 19 years old, 20 years old, whatever he is, against yeah. Pools yeah. in the finals. That's what I am rooting for. So then one of us can win. Because at 20 to 1, I'm betting Albert to win this thing. Because I think the fix is going to be in. Juice balls for the old man. That's what's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I would definitely, if we're doing just rounds, I would definitely bet him against Schwarber. Um, like I, oh, I yeah. Believe me, I've, I've watched Schwarber this year. He's like my favorite Philly already. Um, but I'm with you with the whole fix thing. Like they're going to make sure, because Schwarber's got all the pressure on. You know, he's supposedly oh, yeah. has a free ride past the first round. Um, you know, he can just, you know, do what he wants. Um, he, uh, that's what the, the papers are saying. The press clippings are saying that Schwarber <laughs> can just take ball <laughs> to the second <laughs> round. <laughs> not, not on old Albert's watch. Um, but yeah, I, I, well, I hope I can find a way to watch it. The only thing, frankly, I care about in the home run derby is anyone but Alonzo. Um, I, I refuse to let Pete Alonzo continue to ruin baseball. Um, no one has has hurt the make baseball fun again movement quite like Pete Alonso. Um, he he is so woefully uncool, so very nerdy, and and someone that if he wasn't six four and mash baseballs would have been a dork in high school. Uh, not to go full like jock high school guy, but there is no way that guy had friends. So. Um, couldn't be rooting against Pete Alonso harder. Uh, I will not stand for him dancing along to the music as it's going along as he's hitting these home runs. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Anyone but Alonso heading into the home run derby. ABA, anyone but Alonso. And I'm with you. And please, some, whoever, one of the great producers here, please put that video out. I want the Met fans up in Fritz's mentions the entire, while he's in Virginia with his wife trying to vacation. I want angry Met fans defending Pete Alonso in his mentions. I, it, it's, it's one of those things, I don't hate him like you do. Like, and I, you can tell there's a passion when you talk about Pete Alonso. You despise his approach. You despise his nerdiness. In fact, you would have stuffed him in a locker, I feel like, if you'd gone to high school with Pete Alonso. Uh, I just don't like when everyone likes something. I'm one of the. Everyone says yeah, you got to yeah. watch this movie, Fritz. I'm not watching it. Oh, you got to go see this concert. I'm not going. I, I'm, I'm anti-establishment. I'm anti-popularity. Give me the country music star nobody listens to. I don't want the mainstream guy. So I don't hate him like you hate him. I, I hate two to one. I'm not betting two to one, and I'm rooting against him because everyone else loves Pete Alonso. So I'm with you. Anyone but Alonso. Give me pools eighteen to one. You want Rodriguez. And by the way, 42 and 21 years old, I want those guys in the finals, in the home run derby. That's the play. Yeah. Um, I do like that you uh, you go against the grain. You know, that, that's yeah. what makes – He's also the favorite. I, I, don't want, I don't want to sit here two to one and talk about Pete Alonso. I do want to talk about the Fritz List, which is a segment we do here on Beck UL Weekend that we try to plan it out for a couple of minutes. You drag it out and take the entire segment. So I have no idea what you have planned, but the Fritz List, what do you have for the people today? So here's what I have, Mutt. Best comedies since 2000, because on this date, one of these movies was released. How okay. high is that movie? You'll find out next. Number okay. five, and I'm curious to see how many of these you've seen. I'm sure you've seen all of them because you seem like a comedy guy, but you're also, I just learned, not a mainstream guy. So, oh, you know, maybe you'll we'll be anti. Anti-establishment. Okay. Number five is where Step Brothers checks in. Uh, a, a truly phenomenal film. Um, you know, Brandon's all back. You know, you have you have them singing Sweet Child of Mine. There's so many legendary scenes. Only 80s Joel, sir. Like, you know, the Catalina wine mixer. Um, 
just to, as growing up and rewatching it a little bit ago, Step Brothers comes in at number five. Okay. I, I mean, I, I love yep. Step Brothers. I want to know what, what, I want to know what's better than Step Brothers. I would have thought that would be a top three. So this must be a very difficult list. Well, number four. Number four is I Love You, Man. Now, this is a no. this is an out-of-left-field pick, but it is my kind of comedy. You got to really Slap on the bass. Slap on the oh, bass. Yeah, we've all seen it. Oh, Slap on the bass. Well, and then the, they're, they're playing golf, and, and, and it's like this, he gets hit with the golf ball, and he goes, this is my nightmare. I think I could, I think I could recite the whole movie, frankly. I Love You, Man <laughs> checks in at number four. Three okay. is where Superbad comes in. Uh, grew up right around the time Superbad came out. I was, uh, yeah. I was in middle yeah. school, getting into high school, so that whole thing was hilarious to me. Honestly, Superbad, the first, like, 60 minutes of Superbad is the funniest movie ever, and the last 30 are just kind of eh. But I don't let the first, you know, the, the last 30 get ruined the first 60. Uh, number okay. two, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Still Legend, funny yep. to this day um and and still holds up still funny and number one released on this date in 2005 the best comedy since 2000 wedding crashers yeah i i it's it's tough to i think i think Step Brothers is the funniest of those five of those five you gave me and i did not do the deep dive on the, the funniest movie since 2000 I, if i if those five are in front of me and i can watch one i'm watching Step Brothers. I'm I, every single for the li- little moments, like in the first time they sit down and eat dinner, and he's got like some sort of like it's like a kid's drink. It's like it's what yeah. you see is like it's like Powerade or something. Like why is it an adult? Why are you Powerade? Or when they're or when they're sleeping in the bed next to each other, like I'll kill you in your sleep. Uh, where where is old school? Nah, no, it's not. It's not a top. What old like, school? Okay, old no, school. I love you, man. Should not be on the list. I'm sorry. That's, it's that's it's egregious. It, it, Unless you're a Rush fan, you should not have that movie on your list. Old school not being in the top five is embarrassing for you. I hope you do this on Friday on WIP, and I hope Marks and Reese kill you for it, because old school has to be in the top five. I Love You, Man is not a top ten comedy since 2000. That's embarrassing for you. I didn't even have old school in my in my uh, honorable mentions, frankly. I had Who, 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 who are also receiving votes? Go ahead. Uh, Walk Hard, A Dewey Cox Story. Um, Never saw it. Br- Bridesmaids. No. <laughs> uh, dude, Bridesmaids was hilarious, man. You got you got to rewatch Bridesmaids. I loved Bridesmaids, man. I definitely don't. I don't. Uh, these, and, and these are all better the than old. The, the, yeah, the Hangover is probably a top five for some people. That should have been in top five. That, that's embarrassing. I will try. I'm sorry, gambling fans out there listening right now. I'll try to get you back on track here. The greatest horse racing meet in the country is over for the next eight weeks. Upstate New York, Saratoga Springs, Red Smith, the legendary uh, sports writer. It's like driving, go up a highway. It's like going back 100 miles, uh, 100 years in history. It's the greatest place you've never been to. We got to get you to Saratoga. Uh, race number, I got to get this right now. We're going to start early. Race number two on Saturday, 139, your first post time. The number four horse, quick money, M U N N Y, three to one morning line. We're not going to go crazy. Speed advantage, pace advantage. Right to the front, he wins for Kentucky trainer Jason Buckley. Quick money, the number four horse, race two, Saratoga. Take your Cam Smith winnings and dump it on quick money. Race two on Saturday. Send it in. Yep, and uh, final thing before getting out of here, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention 
that Tamar Johnson is going to be the best player out of this year's MLB draft class. I can't believe he's not going to go number one overall. I can't wait for the draft on Sunday. And I look forward to breaking it all down next week. We'll break down the entire MLB draft for an hour on the show next week. Thanks, Zach, and uh, all the great producers here at BetQL. Check out the show on Twitch, twitch.tv, at BetQL. MuttWEEI on Twitter, Jack Fritz, WIP as well. Uh, keep it here on the BetQL Network. We are back next week. Well, we might be. Who knows? If we're not, thanks for listening. Enjoy your summer weekend. We'll talk to you soon.